Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Test one, two, one, two, test. Testing, testing. All right, you ready? If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. V-I-G. Kanye West has been in talks to serve as creative director of the first ever Pornhub Awards. Okay, for me, first of all, dopeness is what I like the most. Is mm-hmm. that a category? Dopeness? It could, be, could be one of the awards they're giving out. Could be. <laughs> really could be. Along with Best DP. Remember when I found out what that was? Yeah, I sure do. Yep. <laughs> Although your mom already knew. What? My what? <laughs> what? <laughs> You happy with yourself, Bean? I am now. I don't know why you're so shocked. People are basically just monsters hiding behind the thin veneer of social convention. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Wednesday, the 12th of September. I had an iTunes uh, malfunction there. I accidentally hit Oh Mama by the Armenian Comedian. It's so funny. I heard that. I was like, he's playing the Armenian Comedian. (laughs) It wasn't on purpose. I I hit the theme, and then somehow my my hand slipped on the mouse or something like that, and then I started another song. And I don't know. It sounded like they were playing at the same time. It was very confusing. They were, but I loved it, and I was excited. And then it went away. (laughs) And then it went away. But how, uh, I mean, why would I have Oh Mama not positive. Comedian yeah. in my iTunes? Is, is that a song I ever need to listen yes. to? Yes. Okay. We have right. to start doing things that just make us look like we've got our act together here okay. because we're all looking just really, really, really sloppy. Okay, sorry. No, he, why is he, his hand so slippery? <laughs> that, was, uh, that was my bad. I apologize Uh-oh. for that. That's oh. not, it's not, not the way I wanted to start today's show for sure. What's that for? Oh, no. White Taps. Yeah. Yeah, you got it, Allie. Oh. You got it. I'm sorry, Dean. Well, it's a loss. I'll tell you that. I mean, we were close. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's sad to lose a good man. But Pablo, ladies and gentlemen, Pablo is is no more. Okay. I'm sorry. Define man? Moth. Oh, it was a moth. It wasn't a mosquito. Okay. Well, I I don't know. Uh, Here's what happened. I you know, here's what happened. Can at you this look at point, it? well, at the, I can't. I haven't found him yet. But at this point, what? what? Because when you when don't a, have any idea if he even went in there, he was in there. He's I know in the it fridge. looked like that. It I know. Did. Okay. When a ship goes missing, mm-hmm. they are in the search and rescue mode until they're not, and then at some point they call it and they go, "Okay, now we they're d- going to be declared dead because there's no way they're still alive at this." Right. Point. Although they're people, and this is a moth. Right. But I'm saying he, he didn't survive twenty four. <laughs> he didn't survive twenty <laughs> four hours in a refrigerator. Right. Thirty five degrees. He didn't survive any time in the refrigerator. Because if he was in the refrigerator, you would have found him. I'm just saying. It's actually a physical thing. It's science. You would have had to be able to find him. And you woke up so soon. Right? (laughs) Look, Pablo's struggling for 24 (laughs) hours, and you just go, oh, well. 
That's a long time in the life of right. a little moth slash mosquito. What I'm saying is in the he's life the, of Pablo. You're in right. the life of Pablo. Thank you, Kanye. What I'm saying is at this point, I'm just calling it. I'm declaring that he is dead. Wow. I can I can't spend all day every day looking for Pablo at this point. If I go missing, Kevin, promise me you will not have him head up to oh. search and rescue. Please. Good God. <laughs> well, it would depend on the Pablo's like, that tall, goofy guy will get me at some point. I'm hanging on. Look, it has to do with, with how you go. I mean, if you fall into a volcano, Allie, we don't need a week to determine you're dead, okay? okay. It all depends on the circumstances. Great example, though, because people example. are very, they're falling into, you know, volcanoes all the time. <sighs> now, I will say so. that some sometimes there are miracles. I bet there were a lot of people who are ready to write off those little kids in the Thai cave, and boom, nine days later, they turn up and they're all alive, and they're all alive today. What so if Pablo's all- in the Thai cave? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is sometimes there are miracles. Right. Mm. I don't feel like this is going to be one of them. Okay. I feel like we're going to have to just say goodbye to Pablo. And by the way, I heard from a uh, Kevin B. Lister, Andrea, who said, summer internship, I bought a plant and putting it in the window, I thought I saw a tiny shadow fall out. I searched everywhere, but I found nothing. Moving out months later, it exposed a tiny mummified lizard under my bed. 18 years later, I'm still sad. Hashtag where's Bean's Moth. So, apparently, I'm not the only murderer of love. Mm. She couldn't find it, but it was under her bed? It was under her bed, Hmm. tiny and mummified, yeah. Sure. So, I'm saying it's tough times for survivors like Andre and me, you know? Who's Andre? Andrea. The listener who wrote in about the the lizard, yeah. I thought it was another animal that you named that was in trouble. (laughs) I didn't know. No, no. (laughs) Anyway, so we're going to have to... We have to uh, close that oh. uh, close that file down, and I apologize, and I'm sorry that there wasn't a happier ending. I know a lot of people were out there. There were a lot of hopes and prayers. For I mean, I hate to tell you again, but there is a happy ending, and that's that the moth never went into the fridge. Right. Or because if it had gone into the fridge, you would mm-hmm. have been able to find it. It's Agreed. science. Agreed. Tell yourself that and believe your parents when they say that your dog <laughs> went to live on a farm, okay? I mean, oh. it's science, though. However you want to imagine, you can believe, Kevin, if it makes you feel better. I'm just here being the tough uh, uh, truth teller. Truth sure. teller. I'm sorry. That's right. all I can do. All right. Here's the thing today, you guys. Beer mug, I hope you're listening. A lot of people are going to be interested in this. There's a website I am unfamiliar with until this morning. It is called howtowatch.com. And it, they call themselves a cord cutting tool. And what they do is they tell you where you can stream anything that you're looking to watch and what's the best way to do it. Okay. Cheap, you know, cheapest way, best quality, I best like availability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, howtowatch.com. They are in the market right now for somebody to work for them to watch 100 hours of streaming television, and they will pay you $2,000 to do it. What? Oh, my. It's a contracted position. You can work wherever and whenever you want. The start date is flexible. You don't need a degree. And it doesn't need to be continuous? And it doesn't need to be continuous, right? I'm in. They're looking for a binge watcher or tech junkie who already knows a thing or two about streaming. Our ideal Mm. candidate is also an active Twitter and or Reddit user who feels comfortable sharing their experiences along the way. So they give you free access to seven different live streaming platforms for the duration of your employment. You can stream any event that you want. You just have to take notes. No drug testing, no background check. You'll just be watching TV, not carrying nuclear launch codes, they say. (laughs) 
Uh, impress your friends with how awesome your job is. Suck it, Karen. So here's what you have to do. Watch roughly 14 hours of live content on each of the major streaming platforms. That's DirecTV Now, Fubo TV, which I'm unfamiliar with. You guys know Fubo? Yep. I had to sign up for it because DirecTV sucks and oh, no. dropped BN TV where I watch all of my Barca games. This That's where I had to go. No. <laughs> what are you saying? Is Fubo mostly sports or they have a bunch yes. of other stuff? It's mostly okay, sports. mostly sports. Yeah. All right. For us by others? Okay. Uh, maybe so. That could that could be, Ali. I see what you did there. Uh, Hulu with live TV, Philo, PlayStation View, Sling TV, and YouTube TV. You have to complete all 100 hours of TV watching by November 1st, 2018, and take detailed notes on each service's performance. They provide a scoring sheet. So what they want to know is, what was the experience like? How good was the stream? You have to be 18 and older, and there's a application on the website for howtowatch.com if you want to apply for that. And you get paid $2,000. On top of that. And you have to watch it by when? Uh, by November 4th. Uh, November 1st, excuse me. And it starts October 4th. So you've got almost a month to watch just 100 hours of TV, which again, I, I said. that in a weekend. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> so somebody like Muggs, who's, you know, always looking for a little extra scratch, you know, Mr. Uber driver himself, I feel like this is a great job for him to apply for. He just typed up, where do I sign? Yep. HowToWatch.com is where you want to go if you want to fill out the application. But it's very rare that we bring you an employment opportunity. But this sounds like one that most of our listeners would be able to handle Hmm. and would would be able to squeeze in even even with a full-time job. It seems like you could do this and kind of have fun doing it. Listen how excited wow. he is. What? It sounds oh. like you should do it. I love TV. Right. Sure. But, uh, and it would be You're fun the have... perfect person. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it would be fun to... I'm on too many search and rescue missions these days sure. to be able to watch TV. Uh, it sounds like it would be fun to be able to have access to these streaming services that you don't ordinarily have, too. You know, like if you're not a Hulu subscriber, for instance, boom, now for a month you get to be. Right. You know? No, so, none of us are questioning how great it is. You're just telling us. I'm saying it's a good job right. and people should apply for it. Right. You should apply for it is our point. Why are you Who's trying to... Better than you rain on this parade what i'm saying you're poo-pooing the idea and it's a great idea i think he thinks it's a great idea and right. you'd be great at it right that st- doesn't I'm, seem like poo-pooing I, i'm still in mourning you guys oh okay understandable <sighs> the imaginary world is getting bigger yeah and more complex let's talk about today's kevin abito shall we <gasps> can't wait <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how far did you go to track somebody down? Yeah. We're going to talk about it on today's Kevin and Bean show. Yesterday, what was the story? A guy emailed 240. I think 263 60. different Nicoles at a university because he met a girl named Nicole, knew where she went to school. To me, that shouts creep. It's a lot. Yeah. That's yeah. Stalker. That's stalker area. I'm going to defend. I know you are. My, my man here and say, <laughs> maybe you don't recognize true love. And right. He does. Mm. Right. What happened if they got married? That would be the most romantic story ever, that that's that's how he felt and that's how he looked for Mm -hmm. her. Sure. And your thoughts on the percentages of chance that they will get married? Well, it's not high. Yeah. Uh, We also have Brad Meltzer, one of our favorite authors, talking about his book, I Am Neil Armstrong. He's not. He's a liar. No, no. That's that's the... It's, 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 he's not Neil Armstrong. Well, I started Neil Armstrong talk, telling dead. his own story. Okay. I see. All I understand. Right. I got you now. Uh, the Ohana Festival, we've got your tickets for. We're going to play a Total Recall today, and we've got People Are Dumb, and we've got your Disneyland tickets as well coming up today on the Kevin and Bean Show. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Hey, Alan McKay. <sighs> hey, Bean. What's happened? Well, I don't like that tone. 
congratulations to you is oh. what I'm going to say. Oh. Yeah. What congratulations. Happened? Doesn't sound like there's joy in that. No, it sounds be. like I yeah. screwed something up. <laughs> Remember a couple days ago when I told you that Bruno Mars is going to be playing Prince in a net. Netflix movie. Yep. Big I fan was hor- of I was horrified. He was horrified. He was yeah. like, that's going to be awful. He's horrible. Never had an original bone in his body. I well, was thinking about that. He doesn't need an original bone to play Prince. Thank you. Uh, and he's stop, a magical just, young man. Just uh, stop giving Bruno Mars work. That's my point. Well, congratulations, Bean. A representative for Bruno Mars says, report claiming he will portray Prince in a new movie is 100% false. Yeah. That's a shame. I, I thought think, he would be great. I think maybe he was being. Yeah. He heard and he was like, listen, this guy doesn't believe in me. I don't want to let people down. Sure. Like Bean. Well, <sighs> he made, uh, for the first time in his career, he made the right choice. That's too bad. I thought he would be good. Absolutely. Maybe, though. And stay with me here. All right. Conspiracy Alley. Mm-hmm. Bruno Mars people put the story out originally. Mm-hmm. And Netflix is like, um... There's no movie. And Bruno's like, right? That's weird. And then Netflix is like, but you would be great. And he's like, I'd love to do it. (laughs) Boom. He makes it happen out of nowhere. He makes it happen. That's brilliant, right? That is brilliant, yeah. Let's take a walk down Conspiracy Alley. Smell it. I don't know if the smell it's necessary at the end there, but I mean. We didn't say it. Really? That's true. Mm -hmm. So congratulations, Bean. I'll take it. Okay. And this is weird, only when you think it's Kanye, maybe it's not. But his fans rejoiced when he announced plans on Twitter to teach a course at the Art Institute of Chicago and the Academy American Academy of Art. He made that claim during a tweet storm on Sunday. He said, quote, we need to be overwhelmed with love and inspiration. I will teach a course at the Art Institute of Chicago and the American Academy of Art. Here's the thing. Um, No one at the Art Institute of Chicago or the American Academy of Art know of such plans. Oh. They said, uh, we're flattered. Um, He's not currently teaching, and at this point, we have no plans for him to do so. Hmm. Is he just saying he wants to, but he's just willing it, maybe? He's putting it out there to the the universe. It's all very bizarre. making it happen. I'm sorry for... The realness. Here's, this- what, here's what Kanye does. Kanye thinks he is qualified to do anything in the world mm-hmm. and that any job available, people would love to have him do. Right. So he just assumes it's his if he wants it. You might be right. I mean, from president on down, Kanye just thinks the world is his. Well, where would he learn such things? <laughs> where would he, he get such delusional thoughts? Ridiculous ideas. I just love Trump. That's my boy. Oh, Okay. So, uh, Disney, Black Panther, Mm -hmm. they have released their For Your Consideration. So that's who they want you to, you know, win an Academy Award. So they put all that money into these different categories. Right. There's a lot of uh, categories being submitted for next year's Academy Awards. The list includes, obviously, Best Picture. Best Director for Ryan Coogler. Best Actor, Chadwick Boseman. And then Best Supporting Actor, they submitted Michael B. Jordan, Martin Freeman, Daniel Kaluuya, Winston Duke, Sterling K. Brown, Forrest Whitaker, and Andy Serkis. <laughs> They're like, let's just cover all our bases here. Best Supporting Actress, they put in uh, for Lupita Nyong'o, Danny Guerra. I don't know how to say her name, and I should figure that out. She's Le- Michonne. Sure. 
Letitia Wright, and Angela Bassett. They've also submitted for Best Adapted Screenplay, Cinematography, Film Editing, Costume Design, Visual Effects, Original Score, and Original Song. Wow. So, so they're going for it. They are going for Why it. Why not? That's a great movie. Absolutely. And of course... That's your best chance, I would, I would think. Yeah. This is the first time that Marvel has made a real serious push for one of its films. No MCU title has won an Oscar yet, but they have received nine nominations in the past. So, I mean, if you've got the money and... You know you have a good product? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not? And thank God they won't have to settle for popular movie. Yeah. That wasn't that wasn't well thought out. It's bad. Not good. Not good. And now all. if it doesn't win Best Picture, don't you think everyone's gonna be like, What's wrong with this Academy? <laughs> Ooh, goodness. Some birthdays for you. Jennifer Hudson. Emily Emily? Hmm? Emmy Rossum. I call her Emily. Strange. Ruben Stuttered. Remember him? He won American Idol. Then you didn't hear from him until he almost died. And then you didn't hear from him again. He's he's still out there. People still pay to go see him. Yeah? What was he? The Velvet Teddy Bear? Was that his nickname? Wow. Do not know. (laughs) The Velvet Teddy Bear. I dig it. I think that was it. And if I recall correctly, this may be more Ruben Stuttered than you needed. Yeah. I think he lost to uh, Clay Aiken. I think that was that season. Wow. Oh, it says American Idol winner on here. Oh, I guess he beat Clay Aiken then. (laughs) (laughs) And happy birthday to retired basketball all-star Yao Ming, Neil Peart, one of the best drummers of all time from Rush, and friend of the show from Gotham, the OC Southland, Ben McKenzie. Love. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Let's do some People Are Dumb. I don't know if you saw this uh, video. I posted it, I don't know, maybe a week ago, but it's certainly worth watching again. Suspect uh, trying to rob a store, ran in, dropped his gun over the counter. Mm -hmm. Counter's about four feet tall. Yeah. Tried to jump the counter. Couldn't. Couldn't jump the four-foot counter. Mm -hmm. Turned around, ran out the door, kicked the door on his way out. His pants fell down. (laughs) Oh, dear. It's pretty spectacular. Have they, uh, do you know, have they found that guy yet? I don't think so. I haven't seen a report on that yet. The uh, the clerk behind the counter who picks up the gun, if that had gone on a few more seconds, I wonder what her plan was. If she was just trying to make sure he didn't have the gun or if she was planning on using that gun on that dude. She looked scared of it. She looked yeah. very scared of it. Having said that, it has come out since that it was a BB gun. Oh, oh was it really? Yes. It was the worst <laughs> attempt, and it failed faster than anyone ever tried to rob a place. Yeah, it was funny because he just reached in his pocket, he pulled it out, and the gun just flew across the counter right. out of the floor. So that's done. Yeah. So yeah. now he immediately tries to jump this tiny little counter, maybe four feet, maybe. Yeah. Couldn't get over it. I hope he has badass friends that do nothing but mock they, him about that video. They absolutely should. But how cool did he look when he kicked the door on his way out? What a door! He jumped and kicked the door like he was just having the time of his life. So weird. Yeah. Uh, Would-be robber arrested after Chicago restaurant owner tells him to come back in an hour. Chicago police and uh, prosecutors say Mario Garcia and Domingo Garcia Hernandez went to the Clifton Grill in West Rogers uh, uh, Place last Sunday demanding food and telling the owner, I will kill you. I have a gun with me. Oh, my. They were hungry. I don't quite understand this next sentence. Concerned for his customer's safety, police said the owner told the men he was too busy right now. Come back in an hour. Okay. You don't hear that from a restaurant very often. They left. 
They come back in an hour. After they threatened his life? Yes. Oh. He calls the police. They're waiting. They right. come back for an hour. They're like, all right, let's get on with this. <laughs> I got stuff to do. You think the police were like, there's no way these right. idiots are coming Why back. Why are we sitting here? This is a waste of time. Oh, man. <laughs> well, people are dumb, though, Allie. That's what I, you're okay, forgetting. you're right. DeKalb murder suspect who accidentally turned himself in is indicted. This guy named Sanjay Stewartson. Sure, I'm positive that's not how you say his name. How else would you pronounce Stewartson? That sounds pretty basic. Okay, I'm positive I said it correctly. <laughs> uh, there was a murder at the at a shopping plaza maybe a couple of days before. Mm-hmm. This guy went into the police department and said, "Hey, I lost my passport, and I need a police report so that I can get a new one because my wife and I are trying to travel. Kind of need to speed things up." What he didn't realize is he thought he left. His passport at a Walmart. Mm-hmm. He left his passport at the shooting crime, at the crime scene. Oh. And his phone. Oh. Oh. Passport and phone yeah. at the scene of the crime. Hmm. That's that's too much evidence to leave behind. So the police noticed that he was sweating profusely and his hands were shaking. Hmm. So they said, just a minute, let's go back and take a little check. And they did. And he was wanted for murder in that case. Not he went good. to the right. He went to the police and said, "Hey, I lost my passport. Uh-huh. You got any info?" And they said, "Yeah, we have info. It's murder." <laughs> I love that. Was that the case that they gave him? Oh, oh. go to hell! <laughs> Burglar drank twenty-four bottles of beer and Jägermeister and then tried to escape from police on a bike. Oh no! Twenty-four bottles of beer. How many were left on the wall? Oh my God! What? You're this just is... you're destroying oh this. <laughs> <laughs> Back to you. The 24-year-old eventually crashed into a police car and fell off, ending the chase. This is funny, though, because the police heard a burglar alarm go off in the neighborhood, and then they saw the dude on a bike who was swerving all over the place mm-hmm. because he was completely drunk, also holding a flat-screen TV. Oh, my gosh. Impressive. On his bike. <laughs> Impressive, but then they just yeah, they, they saw him yeah. drive by, and they were yeah. like, okay. Uh, they asked him why he did it. He said he was recently released in prison, and he was bored. Okay. He was bored. Okay. Very reasonable explanation. Could you function at all after 24 beers? Oh, no, be and the dead. Jägermeister would kill me. I mean, you couldn't walk, much less ride a bike, right? I, I, I walk. Let's not be ridiculous. I was dealing with. I'm going to let you guys uh, fill in the punchline of this story. Author of How to Murder Your Husband, arrested for allegedly... Uh, she blew through a red light camera. Allie? Yeah, I think she probably robbed a convenience store. Killing her husband. Oh, oh man, no. I did not see that coming. Me neither. A Crazy. romantic suspense novelist who once penned an essay entitled How to Murder Your Husband. She also wrote, wrote one called The Wrong Husband. <laughs> what? How? What was he thinking? I don't know. Her husband, 63, was a 63-year-old chef, was fatally shot in the kitchen that he worked at. Uh, in 2012, this woman told Romancing uh, the Genres blog that they said, what attracts you to romantic suspense stories? And she said, murder, mayhem, and, and gore seem to come naturally to me, which means my husband ought to sleep with one eye open. No kidding. Oh, dear. Right? She says that, and now she's been uh, um, arrested for murder. Wow. And finally, prosecutor charged newspaper carrier after he allegedly stole from mailboxes while working. This is uh, in Indiana. A 33-year-old man named Charles Gene Ferguson broke into a whole lot of mailboxes on his newspaper route and stole all of the mail. He would find the checks. Uh-huh. 
he would rub off the name that the checks were written to, and he would put his own name on it, and then he would go deposit it in his bank. I feel like that's a bad system. So a lot of the neighbors said, hey, the people that we're sending these checks to don't seem to be getting them. So they contacted the police and the bank, and the bank sent them copies of the check. Mm -hmm. And of course... His name was written yeah. on the checks, well, sure, and his bank account number. Not, not smart. <laughs> this is uh, this is the report. After inquiring with their banks, they were able to allegedly retrieve copies of the checks that had cleared their account with Ferguson's name on them. Which is insane, of course. And then this is the. Uh, police officer that uh, was trying to track down this case. He's pretty much, when it comes to dumb criminals, he's probably like bottom feeder, really. I mean, you know, you, you write the checks to yourself and put them in your own bank account. Uh, you don't even need a detective to really investigate that case. <laughs> you don't even need us. Just uh, put it put it together yourselves. And that's... Dumb. It's Kevin and B.K.U. First, Kevin, you don't know about this. I don't. But it's huge news. ABC, as is their tradition, this morning unveiled the cast members for season 27 of Dancing with the Stars. All right. And and none of us watch Dancing with the Stars. Uh -uh. And and none of us care about Dancing Mm -mm. with the Stars. But we are so delighted when the list comes out because it shows how either how out of touch we are or how few stars they're able to get on the show. Because we usually have heard of about four mm-hmm. <laughs> of I, the contestants for Dancing with the Stars. I did watch some of last season because of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay. It was and awesome. that was some magical dancing, wasn't that it? That right. was spectacular. Right. And Kareem would have been one of the ones we would have said, okay, legitimate star. Mm-hmm. I understand right, right, why right. they have him on, but a lot of them, and look, we're, you know, we we don't know, uh, there's a lot of people we don't know because they could be, uh, you know, they could be YouTube stars, they could be esports players or whatever that we just don't recognize, but Allie has the list in front mm-hmm. of her, and she's going to reveal to us who's going to be uh, going for the coveted mirror ball this season. I will tell you this, there are 13 names on this list. Okay. All right. I know six of them. Wow, that's better than usual. That means I know two of them. Possibly. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay, first up, radio personality Bobby Bones. He's a huge star. He works out of Nashville. He's practically nationally syndicated. Oh, he is nationally syndicated, yeah. That's a pretty high-profile person for people who listen to country music on the radio. So I think think he counts. I think that's a legit star. Never heard of. Never? Okay. No. I've heard he's one of the six okay. that I know. Right. Do you know the name DeMarcus Ware? DeMarcus Ware, athlete? Mm-hmm. Basketball player? No. Nope. Football. Football, yes. Yes, he I have heard of On the Cowboys from 2005 to 2013, and then the Broncos for two years, ending his career in 2016. I think that counts as a celebrity. Okay. There I didn't you know go. the name, but I, I'm sure there are a lot of people out there in Cowboy Nation who are going to be very excited to see him. Absolutely. What about the name Milo Mannheim? Never heard of him. No clue. Milo what Mannheim. What if I told you he was on a Disney Channel show? And what if I told you that show was called Zombies? Not a show. What? Not what? heard of any of those words. <laughs> no. No. Me either. All right. What about the name Danielle Umstead? Nope. No. Got nothing. Not, not here. What if I told you she's a Paralympian? Oh, okay. She'll probably win then. What if I told you she will be the first ever vision-impaired contestant? Vision. Now, they've had deaf contestants before, obviously. Marley Matlin. Mm-hmm. 
but she is she blind? Um, it says vision impaired, but she's a slalom, giant slalom, downhill, and super G skier. But Holy her crap. husband guides her down. Oh, so she has to be. Come on, that's. <laughs> That's crazy inspirational. Absolutely. That she's able to do all that. And now dance. Okay, we accept you, Daniel. Yes, I yeah, want we to okay. We didn't know who you were until 30 seconds ago, but we're right. glad you're on the show. What about Joe, grocery store Joe, Amabile? <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. What? <laughs> grocery store Joe made the list? He did. He's one of the stars? <laughs> Does he? Do all you right, know I'm, him? I'm, I'm just going, no, I don't. Okay. I'm going to go out on a limb here, uh-huh. though. Does he work for a grocery store? He, I don't know, maybe, but he is from The Bachelorette and also Bachelor in Paradise. I assume he works at a grocery store, right? Sure. Grocery store Joe. Yes. Would you want that to be your nickname? No, it's horrible. The, listen, Dancing with the Stars is bringing the heat. And it can't be like Joe Grocery Store. <laughs> That's at least better than Grocery Store Joe, right? So, recapping for folks just tuning in, mm-hmm. these are the stars these are the that stars. have been announced yes, for these, Dancing with the Stars. These are okay. the Stars. If you missed him, uh, radio personality Bobby Bones, former NFL star Demarcus Ware, Disney Channel zombie star Milo Mannheim, Paralympian Daniel Umstead, Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise star Joe Grocery Store, Joe Amabile. See what Allie's doing is uh-huh. she's building up here, Kevin, and she's going to wow us at the end with, you know, like a Billy Corgan or right, Angelina sure, Jolie right. or somebody uh-huh. like that. Kanye. Okay. Well, yeah, Kanye. A sure. star, somebody. Uh, what about the name John Schneider? Bo Duke. Bo Duke from, from the Duke of Hazard. Hazard. Completely legitimate. Okay. He's got to be 90. I, he's he's not going to be a good 60s, dancer. maybe? I don't know. Um, that's, what, a, that's a legit star. And by the way, uh, don't forget all, don't forget all those. He's a legit star. He was on Smallville for like 10 years as Clark Kent's father, too, by the way, which wasn't that long ago. I think John right. Schneider totally counts. All, all right. right. I'll get into that. All right. Oh, what about John Pablo de Pace? No clue. John Never heard of Pablo de Pace. Who the hell? He is on Fuller House. Oh, sorry, Bob so, Saget. Okay. We watch every episode. We just missed his name. Right. I'm sure he's great. Uh, how about this one? Nancy McKeon. Nancy McKeon. Mm-hmm. Is she an Where would I know her from? Is she an well, actress? If you take the good, you take them ba- the bad. You take them both, and there you have... Facts of life. Facts of life. The facts of life. Oh, she, there's a time you got to go and show your growing. Now you know about the facts of life. Right. And she was a viewer of that show. She was Joe freaking <laughs> Polnicek. Is that does that make her a star? She was the one. She rode the motorcycle. She was like the rebel. She would always wear her hair back in a ponytail, but on the side there were two braids, and I'd always ask my mom to do my hair like that. Never happened. So you're legit excited about I'm this excited one. Excited about <laughs> Joe Polnicek. She is one of Not the six star. that I know. And we're still talking about stars, right? Yes. Okay. Um, this next one, I wanted to name my hamster after her. Okay. But I lost out, and we named him Rocky. And then he got out of the cage, and then a lawnmower ran over him. But that's a whole other story, Stay guys. on target. <laughs> Mary... that, was a, that was a tough diversion, <laughs> right? Mary Lou Retton. Oh, okay. Right? Super legit. Absolutely. A star. Olympian. Olympic uh, Gold gymnast, medalist, right? yes. yes. 1984. Huge. Isn't she like... Three foot nine or something? She is Very tiny. Tiny, yeah. okay. tiny woman. Um, what about Tanashi? 
Oh, Tanashi, for right, sure. Right, right. Um, I saw a concert of his. He went, yeah. oh, he's a great rapper. You like him? Yeah. Is there a last name, or does he or she just go by Tanashi? Um, well, Kevin said it's, to... he's a big enough star, and right. we've seen him in concert, which okay. is odd, because it's a woman. <laughs> and she is indeed a singer, though. Oh. Okay. All no, right. no. I'm sorry, I don't, um, I'm familiar. All right. Alexis Wren. Know the name well. Why? She of course you do. Is... I don't know the name. I don't know either. She is a Maxim cover girl and Sports Illustrated swimsuit rookie from 2018. I will allow it. Okay. All right. And we have a winner. <laughs> Kevin, you should know this one. Right. Ivana Lynch. Ivana Lynch. Again, Ivana these are the Lynch. stars. These are the stars. Dancing yes. with the Stars mm-hmm. new season. We're trying to figure out who any of them are. And you're saying specifically I should know? Yes. Does she play women's soccer? No. Uh-uh. Oh. Maybe you would know her from her character name. Okay. Luna Lovegood. I got nothing. I'm hmm. blank over here, guys. I don't know. Harry Potter. Oh, Okay. She's in all the Harry Potter movies. But also a great poor name, so you looked a little nervous, I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> Is uh what's her name? L- Luna what in the Harry Potter? Lovegood? Was that a big a big part? Uh Kevin, you're our Harry Potter. I have no part- idea. I don't oh know who she is. Oh my god. Yeah. This is not a this is not a list that's blinding me with superstardom. No, I am going to wrap it up with somebody that we all know. Oh, cool. This is like the Paul McCartney. Okay, no, I'm just right? saying this it's is someone, the huge A lister. It's someone Tom Hanks. No, Joe Biden. I'm saying Tom it's, Cruise. It's someone we all know. Okay, we oh, someone like we know her. personally. We all, yes, know we all know personally. Okay. Right, hold on, she hold has on, been on. here on the show. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, is it? Um, um, oh God, what's her name? Uh, uh, Sarah Shahi. It is not Sarah Shahi. That would have been a great guess, though. It is a... <laughs> I mean, it if it were right. Oh, no, amazing. It wasn't a great guess because <laughs> no. it was wrong. <laughs> right, but had it been right, it, it would have been, been a great, great thing. Okay. <laughs> it is a comedian. Oh. Um, Sarah Silverman. No. No. She's not desperate. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't yeah, say that if we know I mean, this person. could be a friend here. I know. Oh, uh, Whitney Cummings. It is not no. Whitney Cummings. Not Whitney Cummings. Are we thinking too big? A um, little bit. N- um, Nikki Glaser? Nikki Glaser. Oh, really? Yes. Yay! See, well, now how about wa- that? I yes. would watch her because I would assume she would make it funny. Absolutely. She's 100%. very funny. 100%. Okay. Yeah. So uh, those are the 13 stars hmm. unveiled for the uh, upcoming 27th season. Can't wait. Of Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your grocery so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We mentioned that uh, Jimmy Kimmel had on this family out of McKinney, Texas, that had a, a baby uh, on the way to the hospital. By the way, uh, Kevin, you've uh, you've had a couple of kids. Yeah. What's that like uh, when you go into labor and you realize it's for reals? Like, it's this is happening. You're never more petrified in your entire life. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm not the one doing it. Right. <laughs> did, you have, did, did you have the opportunity to, to plan it out ahead of time yes. and make sure that you could get your wife to the hospital so she could have birth where you wanted her to have yes, birth? Yes, because it was twins. Yeah. And they were uh-huh. coming early, so they scheduled it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that was smart. It okay. made a big difference because I didn't want to do the car thing. Yes, yes. This uh, video, we do not do it justice by playing a little bit of the sound from this video, but the husband, whose name is Dominique, by the way, is filming his wife, whose name is Alexis, giving birth. Now, how do you describe? She's on her knees, basically with her head toward the back of the car, and her, I mean, people who are driving by had to see her butt. I would think so. Through the front windshield, but she is there, and as you'll hear, she is screaming her head off because, well... I mean, for legitimate reasons, she has a baby getting ready to come out of her. Can you wait like two minutes? And her husband says, can you wait like two minutes? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Hold on. coming out. They're driving to the hospital. She realizes the baby's coming out. Oh, no, no. no. <laughs> Is he laughing? Oh. She had the baby. She had the baby. Okay. Oh, my God. Yes. Can I ask a follow-up? Please. Two follow-ups. Yes. Uh, who was filming? He was, he was while driving. Who was driving? He was that's while a, filming. That's the worst. That's the worst part of it. Yeah. Yes, and I kept wondering, for all the people who said, hey, put down the camera and drive, why didn't he, If when, when you realize the baby is coming now, why not not be in a moving car? Why not pull over and assist your wife? Yeah. He wasn't making good decisions across the board. Well, and the fact that this is his fifth child means he doesn't make good decisions across the board anyway. <laughs> but at least the other kids weren't in the car at the same time. Well, that's what we're so. going to find out here, yes. <laughs> oh There's the baby. We just delivered a baby in the car. We? I, did, did, I got did news we? for you. <laughs> we didn't. All right, the camera is getting ready to, to pan back as he wants to ask, as Kevin pointed out, the rest of the children who are all just sitting in the back of the car like nothing's going on. And the shock in the audience when they realize all those kids are in the car while the baby's being born. Oh, my God. 
That's crazy, isn't it, guys? <laughs> and one of them is just like looking out the window like it happens all the time. It may have. Who knows it happened right? before? So uh, Jimmy gets the whole family on the uh, on the video screen there in his show and starts off by asking, how did their day begin that day? I started the day off in labor. I was not in the car yet, though, but I was definitely in labor. Um, we took a trip to the midwife's office where she told me, I was seven centimeters oh in God. transition, and it was time to go to the hospital. Now, I, whoa! I'm confused about this too. Why did she have a midwife if she was planning on having the baby in the hospital? I don't understand that. A lot of people have midwives, even if it's not a home I birth. That was, yeah. I, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I thought, thought that was, was specifically for home birth. For home birth. And is that, Allie, is that just so that you have somebody to advise you along the way, answer questions along the way? Uh, yeah, it's, it, yes. Okay, so they're on their way to the hospital. And how far away was the hospital? Um, about 12 to 15 minutes. So <laughs> 12 to 15 minutes, and how quickly did the baby start to poke out? Um, about eight minutes. Eight minutes. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. You got it all on video, right, Dominique? You got the whole thing. And why were you videotaping? The whole time I'm watching, I'm thinking, put the camera down and drive the car. <laughs> what do you think his answer is as to why he was videotaping his wife giving birth in the front seat of their car? Um, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, he's probably going to say something like, I knew she'd want to see it. I don't know. Well, you're, you're close. Okay. That's, that's what everyone said. Yeah, right. <laughs> Y'all can blame me. Um, I, I asked him, I was like, in case she's born in the car, like, take a video. What? Her <laughs> idea. Oprah would not approve of this strategy. I'm just telling you. So you got, actually got out of the car with more kids than you got into a video. <laughs> that is a great line, Jimmy, by the way. Alexis, what was going through your head while this was happening? And why were you in that position physically? <laughs> Because the midwife actually put me into the car that way. She was like, lean the seat back some. This will be the most comfortable. And I did not argue because, I mean, I guess it was. It probably was the most comfortable way I could have delivered that baby. What about the kids? How do they, what's going, I mean, you know, at some point you have to tell them where babies come from. And they're going to say, well, the car, of course. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, how many kids do we have there now? One? Two, three, four, five kids. Do you want to have more kids? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and you should really watch the whole video, and then Jimmy says, hey, I'm glad you guys came on the show. I appreciate it. Would you please go and answer your front door? So the whole family stands up, and they walk, and they open the front door, and his friends at Chrysler, I think, had donated a brand-new minivan to the family, A, because they've expanded now, and B, because Jimmy says you are never going to get the stains out of that car. (laughs) (laughs) That's never going to have that new car smell again, so we're going to give you a brand-new vehicle, which I thought was super, super cool. They seem like a really, really nice family. But, um, well, I I mean, couldn't one of the kids video it as well? I don't know. So I don't want to see it. Did, they you, were see looking out the did you see how young the kids yeah. were, though? I mean, I think the oldest looked like he, he or she was about four. I mean, it's not like they had a, a 
a 14-year-old back there that can shoot it, you know? But crazy, crazy story, but fortunately it worked out for everybody. All right, we have tickets for the Ohana Festival at Doheny State Beach. It is September 28th to the 30th. We're talking uh, Eddie Vedder, Beck, yeah, 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 Mumford & Sons, Young the Giant, a whole bunch more. If you'd like to win those tickets, you're going to have to play a game now. 1-800-520-1067. You call and we will get you in that concert next. The Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. I think this uh, Ohana Festival is a uh, is an unheralded success. That's what I think. At Doheny State Beach, last weekend of September, it's uh, well, how many years in a row they've done this Ohana thing? This like is three? second. I second think this year? is the second. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, it's great lineup again this year with Eddie Vedder and Nora Jones and the Yeah Yeah Yeahs and Johnny Marr, Mumford and Sons, Beck Young, the Giant, Nora Jones. Did I mention? Yep. Nora Jones, mm-hmm. Eric Church, so many more. And we're giving it. You can buy tickets at OhanaFest.com. We're giving away a pair of three day passes right now with a game that we like to call Total Recall. your host contestants you want to explain how this pressure cooker of a game works i'm going to ask you a question you then have 10 seconds to name me five things that go along with that question it sounds easy but trust me the 10 seconds part is hard yes don't get in your head but it's really impossible (laughs) don't let that bother you (laughs) put pressure on you but you're not going to be able to do it i mean no one has ever won i mean people have won every time (laughs) don't let that scare you away all right kevin who's our first contestant please uh this would be ryan in whittier good morning ryan kevin and bean ali what's up good morning hey ryan all right here's your question the Yag Yag Yaz will take the stage Saturday night at the Ohana Fest. In 2017, the band released a deluxe remastering of their debut album, Fever to Tell. Besides a fever, name five things that can affect you when you're sick. Start. Uh, diarrhea. A headache. Nausea. Body ache. Vomiting. Sneezing. All right. Look at this. Well done, Ryan. You go into the trunk. I heard that no one had ever won this game. Like we're saying, it's super easy. (laughs) Ryan was really quick with that diarrhea, wasn't he? Right? Just the first thing. (laughs) Uh, Let's go to Richard in Pasadena. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Richard. Eddie Vedder will be headlining on Saturday night. Most know him as the lead singer of Pearl Jam. Besides pearls, name me five other things you might find in the ocean. Go. Sharks, dolphins, seaweed, shells, crabs. All right. Find a spare. Nicely done. Look at that. By the way, uh, we also call this the easiest game in the world. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's go to Jose in Los Angeles. Hi there. Good morning. Welcome to Total Recall. All right, Jose, you ready? Yes. Beck is a singer, songwriter, rapper, record producer, multi-instrumentalist. He'll be playing Ohana on Sunday. His last studio album was called Colors. It came out last year. Besides the color purple, in 10 seconds, name five different colors. Go. Orange, orange blue, red, green, um, black. Wow, right. so really slow on the bell there, whoever that is. <laughs> well done. He's Every, in. Everyone has gotten it in about five seconds. Yeah, yeah. they sure have. Hmm. So easy. We should pick a harder game. 
Let's go to Jennifer in Buena Park. Hi, Jennifer. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. Welcome Good. to Total Recall. What do you uh, What do you think of your competition as you're listing on hold here? I'm feeling the pressure. All right. All right. <laughs> that, that's what we want. We want to make sure no one is comfortable as right? they get into this game. Not at all. All right, Jennifer. Mumford & Sons won a Grammy for Album of the Year in 2013. We were way ahead of the curve because the band played K-Rock's Almost Acoustic Christmas in 2011. In 10 seconds, name five things that you equate with Christmas. Go. Jingle bells. Slaves. Santa Claus. Stockings. Ho, ho, ho. I, I think you got it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, ho, ho, ho. Is that I technically mean, one? Yes, it is. She said Christmas tree after, so it works, but uh, that was funny. I liked it. Well right. done, Jennifer. Easiest right. game in the world, you guys. The easiest game in the world. This is simple, everybody. Uh, Ramon in Los Angeles. Good morning. Good morning, party people. Welcome to Total Recall. All right, Ramon. Johnny Marr is an English musician, songwriter, and singer, best known as the guitarist and co-songwriter of The Smiths. In 10 seconds, name five other famous Johns or Johnnies. Go. Johnny Rodden, John Smith, uh, John Adams, John Turner, and uh, John, uh, John Jackson. All right, I gave you John Smith, but who the hell is John Turner? Hello? John Turner. I know. Uh, you said John I, Turner. I don't know. But... <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I was thinking of a boxer for mm, he, was making, a combination he, of, he was making a up names, you guys. Ted, or a combination of Ted Turner. I don't know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Thank you for playing, though. We appreciate it. Now, am I right? That wasn't five famous Johns or Johnnies, right? No, I think Correct. it was three, maybe okay. four. All right, one more contestant, please. All right, let's go to Ramon and Whittier. Hi. Hi there. How are you guys? Good. How Ooh. are you? Is there oh, any... phone, phone sounds good. Can you pick up the phone so you're not on speaker? Uh, yes, sir. Okay. That would help. Okay. All right, Ramon. Ohana Festival is taking place at Doheny State Beach in Dana Point. In 10 seconds, name five other beach communities here in Southern California. Go. Sure. Huntington Beach, uh, Laguna Beach, uh, Sunset Beach, uh, uh, Newport Beach, and, of course, Malibu Beach. Oh, just outside. The I think you had second. four but said Malibu after the buzz. I think so. Uh, oh, you shouldn't have said, and, of course. <laughs> but also, sun- Malibu. Sunset Beach is a beach community. Is it? But there is a Sunset Beach, though, so somebody's got to It doesn't there, matter right? because he'll he, did, he didn't he make did. it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Ramon. <laughs> All right. It was, a, it was a great effort, though, and I'm going to say everybody was a great contestant yes. today. Thank you all for calling and playing. So Ryan and uh, Richard, Jose, and Jennifer all in the running. Somebody's going to win a three-day pass to the Ohana Fest. By the way, again, you can buy those tickets online right now at ohanafest.com. Who's our winner, please? The winner is Ryan. Yay! <laughs> Ryan, congratulations. Thank you. I knew it. I knew God was going to give me those tickets today. Because of the diarrhea? Because of the diarrhea. Okay, enjoy the show. Oh, yeah! The Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. First, Allie's here with What's Happening. You guys get a chance to read the Norm MacDonald interview in The Hollywood Reporter? I, I actually did not. Wow. I saw some of the... The, the quotes, outrageous things he said. <laughs> the hits, if you will, the hot yeah. takes. 
Wow. Yeah, he uh, he sat down for an interview with The Hollywood Reporter. This, of course, to promote his show on Netflix that comes out on Friday. Uh, yeah. So it starts off, they, they talk a little politics. They talk a little Trump's uh, presidency. And the interviewer asks him, well, what about all this emboldening of racism, though? And here's his quote. I live in L.A. where I'm always faced with the lunacy of the left. I didn't know the same lunacy ex- existed on the right. So I never really bought into this notion that everyone is racist because there was a black president, you know. But the Sasha Baron, first of all, can we unpack that? Anyone that says, how could we be a racist country? We had Barack Obama for two terms. Good God. But here's the part that I was like, woof. He said, but the Sasha Baron Cohen show has been a frightening eye-opener. I was also in a bubble, but in a different way. I guess everyone's an effing idiot. So until the Sasha Baron show. Wow. But Sasha Baron Cohen show, he wasn't really sure racism was alive and well. Hmm. All right. Um, So then he's asked a little bit about the Me Too movement. And he basically says, I'm happy the Me Too movement has slowed down a little bit. Then he talks about how it used to be 100 women can't be lying. And then it became one woman can't lie. And then it became, I believe, all women. And he thinks that's wrong. And the interviewer said, well, what about when someone admits wrongdoing? Like his friend Louis C.K., here's what he said. The model used to be admit wrongdoing, show complete contrition when you give us, then you're given a second chance. Now it's admit wrongdoing and you're finished. And so the only way to survive is to deny, deny, deny. That's not healthy, but there is no, that there is no forgiveness. That's my guess. I know a couple of people that this has happened to. So he's worried about the, the people who are being accused? Oh, no. It gets worse. Okay. The interviewer says, who? And this is the whole quote. Well, Louie and Roseanne are the pe- two people I know. And Roseanne was so broken up that I got Louie to call her. And even though Roseanne was very hard on Louie before that, but she was just so broken up and just crying constantly. Wait for it. Here's the quote. There are very few people that have gone through what they have, losing everything in a day. And of course, people will go, what about the victims? But you know what? The victims didn't have to go through that. This is total horse crap. Mm -hmm. Oh, Norm. Oh. Norm. So the victims got off easy because they didn't lose a TV show. They just got violated in some other way. And, you know, most of them also lost any, you Hmm. know, future earnings because Louis and his manager had blocked a lot of them. Hmm. So, Norm, not good. So, of course, uh, late yesterday afternoon, the apology tweet from Norm. Roseanne and Louis have both been good friends of mine for many years. They both made terrible mistakes, and I would never defend their actions. If my words sounded like I was minimizing the pain that their victims feel to this day... I am deeply sorry. What's he going to say about it in his Tonight Show appearance tonight, Allie? Well, thank you for asking. (laughs) Hours after apologizing for the comments in the Hollywood Reporter interview, his appearance on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon was canceled. Hmm. A spokesperson said, Out of sensitivity to our audience and in light of Norm MacDonald's comments in the press today, The Tonight Show has decided to cancel his appearance on Tuesday's telecast. So, oops. Oops, indeed. Look, he put his foot in it in a very inarticulate way. 
in the big picture of this conversation, there are still a lot of questions, though, about who can come back and how. And that's where we're at in the national discussion. But I don't think Norm's helping it. He did. That was not even really any of what he put his foot in about. Yeah. Well, well, no, but he was saying how how uh, there's the, the burden of proof is is so low now. Mm-hmm. So just saying, deny everything. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's number what I'm one. And number two, the victims don't go through what. These exactly. poor accused people who admitted to their wrongdoing, not Roseanne well, Barr. She's still convinced it was, what was it, Ambien, then it was something else, then it was right. five other things. So, Like I said, he didn't help the conversation at all. He didn't move it in a positive direction. It was very inarticulate. And I understand why people are upset by, by what he had to say. I think it was more than inarticulate. I think it was he was saying horrible things. Yeah, I think it was ignorant and ridiculous. Yeah. Fair enough. Jeez, Bean. <laughs> God damn it. I'm on your side, you guys. Doesn't sound like it. I think he's a dumbass. I'm just saying (laughs) there are other aspects, other angles to this story that still need to be explored and discussed. Right? Norm's not the guy to do it. That's like how racism is over because we had a black president. That's right. But thank God for Sasha Baron Cohen playing a role on a TV show that alerted me to maybe I was wrong about racism. Yeah, Norm needs to get out more. Baby. No. Jeez, I, Norm's people need to keep microphones out of his face. And you gotta wonder, this uh, this is Netflix, and Netflix is who put together the interview with the New York Times that the people that, from Arrested Development did that was a huge firestorm. Do you think Netflix is like, hey, let's just put out a press release, the show comes out this date, we're cool. <laughs> no more interviews. Right? Oof, it's a lot. Hey, coming up, you guys. Some bad news for you. Oh, great. Looking bad forward to that. Bad news when it comes to Superman. Oh. Okay. Hope you're not expecting more Henry Cavill, because I got some bad news. Well, I wonder what that bad news could be. Let's see if we can put two and two nope. together. That's a tease. You're going <laughs> to stay tuned. I feel like that was the whole story. I feel like I might have been, yep. <laughs> some birthdays for you. Emmy Rossum, Yao Ming, Jennifer Hudson, Ruben Studdard, Neil Peart, Ben McKenzie. That's what's happening. The Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K Rock. We have an unnatural amount of glee when our next guest is on the phone, don't we? We do. True. He just makes us feel good. Author Brad Meltzer, back on the Kevin and Bean Show. How are you, Brad? I'm good, brother. How's everybody? We're well. fine. I love that you write books faster than Kevin can read them. That's the pace that you're on right now. <laughs> How like, dare you? And he like, just means the children's books. <laughs> right. <laughs> it just seems like every six weeks you're out with another one. How do you do it, Brad? Um, you know, it, I don't even write them. It's these kids in Malaysia who do it. These oh, days. that's nice. Oh, Sweatshop? Yeah, no, naturally. Why how, Why would you do it any other way? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Brad has a series of books we've been telling you about for a couple of years here on K-Rock that are uh, uh, meant to be, and I'm going to uh, steal your thunder here, Brad, but they're meant to be heroes, role models that your kids can look up to. And you have a long series of books, everybody from Amelia Earhart to Martin Luther King to Abraham Lincoln. The uh, list goes on and on and on. And you're out with an exciting new book this week called I Am Neil Armstrong. Why did you decide to tackle one of the most famous men who ever lived this time around? You know, I think when you look through history, there's these great needs. And you don't get the heroes you want. You get the heroes you need. And I think Neil Armstrong, there's a reason why the movie is coming out. There's a reason why I've tried to write about it. It's because we need him. We need a humble guy who doesn't just beat his chest and say, I'm the best. And what I love about Neil Armstrong is he stands for humility. Neil Armstrong never used the word I. 
He used to always use the word we. He would say, we did this. When, you know, when, they went through the, when the Apollo mission went to, the, went to the moon, he said, you know, this is all of our accomplishments. And he meant the scientists, the mathematicians. He meant the tailor who sewed the suit together. And remember when humility was a great American value? Sure. Like today on Twitter, yeah. we reward those who are the loudest and get the most attention for themselves. But we need to teach our kids that it's the humble ones that deserve the real reward. I, I got to be honest. If I was Neil Armstrong, it would be really difficult not to introduce myself to everybody as Neil Armstrong, first man to walk on the moon. How are you? Oh, I would have the tattoo that said, I have the first guy on the moon on my forehead. <laughs> and he, um, I mean, he was such a, I mean, humility is a great uh, term to put on him, but he was such a quiet guy, too. I mean, when he landed, when he came back after walking on the moon, he was the most famous person that had ever lived. Everybody wanted a piece of him. He didn't want to have anything to do with any of that, right? All he wanted to do was just go to work, do his job, and spend time with his family. Yeah, and that's why they picked him. You know, they were the, him being the first one out wasn't just, oh, you made it to the door first before Buzz Aldrin. It was a plan, right? And they had to choose, who do we pick? Who's the first guy? Buzz Aldrin, I think, um, you know, tried to make it him. But they picked Neil Armstrong because he was never going to put his face on a T-shirt, never going to have, like, a fast food joint that's named after him. He's, he's never going to sell out. And I think that Neil Armstrong, you know, when we teach our kids about him, it goes back to when he's eight years old. When he's eight years old, his big dream was to climb this giant silver maple tree in his backyard, the biggest tree there. And when you climb a tree, when you're a kid, it's like a puzzle, right? You got to sure. grab one branch and then the other. You got to engineer a solution. And Neil Armstrong grabs a dead branch one day and he falls out of the tree. He plummets on his back 15 feet down, smashes into onto his back. His mother and sister come running. And the most important thing that Neil Armstrong does that day, it's the opening of the book, but he gets back up again. And he gets a job mowing grass in a cemetery. He saves money so he can buy toy planes. He went, Then he buys real planes. He wants to get a pilot license. He gets his pilot license before he gets his driver's license. That's how young he was. Wow. <laughs> then he becomes, a, he becomes a test pilot, becomes an astronaut. And we all today celebrate that giant leap that Neil Armstrong took for all mankind. But we need to teach our kids, you don't get to take the giant leap until you take the thousands of small steps to get there. It's that hard work that's so vital. Our kids want to be Instagram famous and, and everything comes to them. But I Am Neil Armstrong as a children's book is about no, no, you take the hard work first, then you take the giant leap. That is one of the, that I was put so well, Brad, and that's a message that everybody needs to hear because there's a generation of kids, maybe two generation of kids, I feel like are growing up right now and their goal is to quote, be famous, end quote. That's it. That's the extent of what they want to be with no idea and no plan on how much hard work it takes to be good enough at something that you will be famous. No, and, and there's a Harvard stu study that just came out, and this is sad, but it's true. They said the number one thing that we're teaching our kids today, we used to teach our kids, you know, hard work and be humble and all those things. But because kids are so focused on social media, the number one thing they're focused on are their likes. How many people are liking their things? And so what we're teaching them, whether we like it or not, is popularity is what's important. And to me, this whole series of books is all about battling that and teaching kids that's not the end goal. You know, one of the things I love about Neil Armstrong is when he's on the moon, he's trying to land on the moon. He's got we have on our phones more computing power than he had on the Apollo rockets. The technology wow. is just not there. Right. And think about that a moment. Right. The technology is not there. They can't see where they're going. They've overshot the landing. There's all these moon rocks that are there that are the size of cars. 
They have a minute of fuel left to go. One minute. And the only thing that Neil Armstrong has that he's using to land this thing is a stopwatch and math. Let me tell you something. If I had to use math, that's my death. (laughs) Right? But I am Neil Armstrong, you know, stands for that idea of, like, in that moment, you stay calm. That hard work will pay off. And that calm will lead you to victory. And, again, if you don't teach your kids that, your kids are going to pick heroes. You might as well have some say in it and give them a good one. Have you ever, in researching the people that you think this is going to make a good book, you start researching, then you're like, this person's an ass. Move (laughs) on to the next one. No, I did. I found one. I found one. I'll I'll tell you offline who it was. But I just I was researching her. I was like, she's a fashion icon. She's amazing. I love her. She's going to be great. What a good one to do. And then she's like a Nazi sympathizer. And I was like, oh, you know yeah. what? I'm going to leave. I don't really want to do the, the, the Nazi page in the <laughs> IM. <laughs> was it Audrey Hepburn? No, it's Coco Chanel. No, Audrey Hepburn's oh, amazing. It's Coco, Coco Chanel, Chanel, right? Is a, is, a, is a gold star. Audrey Hepburn surpasses all your expectations. It's oh, Coco wow. Chanel, right? Coco Chanel. Is it Coco Chanel? Um, I'm, not, uh, I'm not saying you're wrong. <laughs> <Does> it, <laughs> hey, Brad, I, uh, Kevin is sick of me talking about Neil Armstrong because he's one of my, he's in my top three humans of all time that ever lived. When I read the first man book that the movie is based on by author James Hansen a few years ago, I thought it was the greatest biography I had ever read, and I learned so much about how many close calls Neil had before he ever got to fly to the moon, where he easily could have been killed. And like you were talking about, that calmness that he had. The dude had, like, ice water running through his veins. It's unbelievable how strong and how focused he was. Oh, and we show we show in the kids' book. We I was like, we got to show this. Kids need to see you don't just get that giant leap and succeed. He's in a test. He's on a test fi- pilot flight, and the plane is going down in flames. He's never learned how to do the ejector seat parachute. He doesn't know how it works, but he stays calm and he figures it out. Then he's in the Gemini 8, the first docking of two spacecraft in outer space, and there's a short circuit of a fuse, and everyone's cheering, but all of a sudden the, the ship starts going end over end, and it's tumbling toward the Earth. When I'm tumbling toward the Earth, I'm crapping my pants. Right? <laughs> and Neil Armstrong, again, stays totally calm, and that story I told you about him landing on the moon, when they're like, oh, we overshot our landing, we got a minute of fuel left, stays calm. And over and over we hit that part in the book because our kids need to see that that calm doesn't come from just being a cool guy. It, again, comes from that hard work and that humility of just, you know, put your head down, do mm-hmm. the work, then you get the celebration. That's how you get the verified check mark, not because you're famous. It I, is a, I'm sorry, Ellie, go ahead. I was going to say, I told Brad yesterday that this topic of Neil Armstrong is how I felt when he did the book, I Am Jim Henson. I knew uh-huh. this bean would be oh, losing I'm his mind excited. about this. I'm bursting right now. <laughs> um, what are you hearing about the movie, Brad? Good things? So here's the thing. There's obviously all the controversy of, you know, uh, oh, my gosh, they didn't show the flag. Like, no one's seen the movie. The flag, according to Neil Armstrong's sons, is prominently displayed in it. And I got to say, I got like a, I mean, everyone has a thing for Ryan Gosling. Like, he just has that kind of old 50s thing going that I can't wait for that. Personally, I can't wait for the movie. I I know people, we love controversies today, but in honor of Neil Armstrong, I think we need to take a breath, be a little calm, 
and let's see it before we judge it. I mean, wait, right wait, there, wait. Oh, these, guys, they, these guys did an amazing job. You want us to wait and see it before we judge it? I know, I know it's a crazy idea. <laughs> That's insane. I know it's insane. <laughs> uh, and as you mentioned, the flag is in the movie. They just didn't show him putting the flag on the moon, just like they didn't show the astronauts talking to Richard Nixon. There's a, it's not a movie about the Apollo mission. It's a movie about Neil Armstrong. So, well, by the way, can I share with you my great flag story? Is, yeah, uh, sure. This just happened. This is a banana story. So, you know, I was on, I talked to you guys. We helped find the flag from 9-11, yesterday the anniversary of 9-11. We helped right. find with our TV show the missing flag that the firefighters raised at Ground Zero in the famous photograph. We helped bring the flag back, the TV show. We got it returned, and it's on the, in the 9-11 museum. Yesterday, I'm leaving for the book tour for I Am Neil Armstrong. I'm an hour away from leaving for the airport. My son comes home from school. And he says, Dad, look what my homework assignment is. And it's an article about finding the flag from 9-11, and they have to write their feelings on it. And the best part is my son says to me proudly, they don't even mention you in the story, Dad. It just says a TV show found it. And and I said, said, son, you are going to win homework. (laughs) They should ban your son from this. It was so great. It's like I put it on Twitter, and at 6 o'clock this morning, I get an email from the teacher that says, I'm so sorry. I didn't know that was you. Isn't it great? And I was like, no, no, no. This story is it's going to be the i'm going to tell this story forever thank you but we're going to yep. crush show and tell <laughs> yep. um time to practice a little about humility you were telling us about brad i think <laughs> he is a number one new york times best-selling author in many categories this series is essential we hear from parents all the time after your appearances brad they're so grateful we have you on and they love this series the new one is called i am neil armstrong it is available now wherever you oh, and get if I can your tell you books. one other thing that one other thing i forgot that's out jesus today, christ we brad also, we're busy I we got a busy know, show here is with Neil Armstrong is I uh, is the um, Strong Girls gift set. So it's I'm Amelia Earhart, Sacagawea, Jane Goodall, and Harriet Tubman. Sixty dollars of books for thirty dollars on Amazon. The Strong Girls gift set comes today too. All right, awesome. that's a good deal. All yeah. right, Brad, we'll catch up again soon, man. Let us know when you're Love back you in guys. town. We can have another cake. We'll talk to you later. Thank you, man. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We need to uh, revisit a story that uh, Allie brought us yesterday. Uh, Tell us about Nicole from last night, and then we're going to get into the extraordinary lengths you went to to track somebody down for love, right? That's what we're talking about. It's for romance, right? Absolutely. Yeah, because they owed you money or something right, 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 right. now. Ta- okay, yeah. You were smitten and you went to what lengths to track somebody down? Tell us about this young Canadian man. Well, there's a guy named Carlos. He met a girl named Nicole at a campus bar and only knew three things about her. Her name's Nicole. She was from Holland and she was attending the University of Calgary. He got her number. 
Turned out it was the wrong number. He was not going to be dissuaded. Well, so I just like to say at that point, I realize I've been rejected. You, yes. And you move on. That's that's what you would do. (laughs) That is not what Carlos did. Kevin sounds like a man who's been handed a lot of phone numbers that turned out to not be (laughs) accurate. I'm saying if they give you a number and it's not, then it's just a straight message. Hey, don't want to talk to you. For me, yeah, my pride would would kick in and I'd be like, F that guy. I hope he's dead. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But instead, Carlos decided that he would go to the University of Calgary's email list, find all the Nicoles on there. Apparently, 246 of them. That includes students, faculty, staff. He emailed all of them in search of this Nicole. I hope they all replied all. (laughs) I hope so, too. (laughs) Apparently, the email didn't reach this girl named Nicole, but it started this whole frenzy on the campus. They started a Facebook group called Nicole's from Last Night. All these Nicole's had meetups. They met each other. They became friends. Some of them even had job offers for other Nicole's. Like, it was just a real bonding moment for Nicole's. (laughs) Not so much for Carlos, because he didn't uh, find her through the emails, Mm. but... Somebody added her to the Facebook group. Turned out she hadn't memorized her Canadian number and she didn't yet have a um, University of Calgary email address oh, so because was she was on mistake. exchange. Yeah, they've it been chatting. They're going to get together. She cl- Well, would you, if they then found you because this made national news, would you be like, no, I gave him the wrong number? You'd look like an a-hole. Oh, yeah. You would then say, you, oh, I didn't memorize it I didn't it memorize yet. I'm okay. from Holland. <laughs> yeah. We can't memorize we seven numbers. We don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to get together. So in other words, he went to an extraordinary effort to find her, and he did. Yes. Okay. Now, you guys were saying off the air, what's that fine line between just being, uh, you know, being creative and being stalkerish? Well, right. I mean, there is a fine line there. I don't think this guy went too far. He, he, I don't either, depending on the the Nicole that he was going after. Yeah. But I mean, all he did clearly- was email... Right, but we don't know the de- the uh, intimate details of like what their conversation was, yeah. what the body language was. Maybe she was way yeah, could have off all of been in his head. Yes. He felt this amazing connection. She gave him a wrong number. But we don't know. We don't know. So it is possible that it was love. Mm-hmm. I want them to get married. I okay. want this to be their story to tell f- their kids. I really do. Okay, <laughs> I think it's a beautiful story. All right. See, this is the thing. Uh, you guys forget how much I love love. That's that is the true. difference between me and you That's guys. That's true. All right, so we're taking your calls at 1-800-520-1067. We want to know the lengths that you went to to find somebody. You met them, then lost track of them, and then did what? What was your next step? Uh, should I tell my story real quick? Sure. Yes, please. Okay, real quick, because I don't even know that Ali ever heard this story. Many, many, many years ago, in the early days of this show, we had a visitor during the broadcast whose name was Donna. Mm-hmm. And I was, talk about being smitten, it was love at first sight for me and Donna. And I even said to Kevin, after she left, I said, I'm, that just met the girl I'm going to marry. Oh, he said that. man. said it that day. Well, I didn't get her phone number and had no way to get back in touch with her. And I kept hoping that she would get back in touch with me, but apparently she was not nearly as impressed with me <laughs> as I was with her. 
I'm sure she'd forgotten about me before she got to her car out on the street. So my last-ditch effort was, as we went away for the weekend at the end of that week, what I still hadn't heard for us, we do those little broadcasts, those little promo announcements that say, hey, coming up Monday on the Kevin Bean Show, I just slipped in on one of those that ran all weekend. Oh, you didn't slip it in. You were like, hey, I need to find a girl. Let me talk about this for 25 minutes. <laughs> hey, and that Donna that visited, could you please get in touch? I don't have your number or something like that. To the, to the, the, oh. and, and, and she heard it on the Sunday night of the weekend. When no it, one of the way. last times it played, she heard it. And, 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 and I don't know if no. that happened. I don't, I don't know who she was yes. with at the time, Kevin. Oh. But she heard the announcement and got in touch, called the next day and said, were you looking for me for some reason? And I said, yes, let's go out. Did you say it like that, though? Because I hope not. I hope not. I agree. So now, is, does that count as going to extraordinary lengths to try to find somebody? I, yeah, I would think, think so. Yeah, using what you got. That's I think so. Impressive. And, and uh, is it is it uh, slightly stalkerish at all, or was it appropriate for the conversation that she and I had? I it? don't think it was stalkerish, Mm-mm. but it, it depends 100% on what you did the next week. Yeah. If she didn't if respond, he continued or, it, then yeah. you let it right. go. I, yeah. Right. So you well, never had to find out whether you were stalkerish or not. <laughs> right. Well, we did get married five months later and still are. So at least it did work out in our case. Uh, so this is the kind of story that we're looking for. What did you do to try to track down that special someone? 1-800-520-1067. We'll take your calls next on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Let's take one call. Let's make it John from Orange. Hi, John. Hi. How's it going? Good. Thank you. Talking to extra- talking about extraordinary lengths you went to to find somebody that you thought there might be romance with. What's your story? Okay, first off, I have to tell you this girl looks like Blake Lively before Blake Lively was around. Okay, all right, gorgeous. Um, so we, we understand your Spain. motivation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you understand my motivation. Yep. Uh, we met in Spain, had a whirlwind, uh, had a whirlwind romance. Two weeks uh, we spent there. Uh, this is before cell phones were very prominent. Mm-hmm. And uh, she gave me her dress so that we could write. I had given her my necklace, and I said, I'm going to come for this necklace. We both got back. <laughs> Holy crap. No, he means literally he'll find her oh, for the okay. necklace. Oh, okay. My yeah. bad. No, yeah, that's, you know, it was like a token. Right. So I came uh, eight months later, like, some stuff happened, you know, like I completely forgot about her um, until uh, I started thinking about her one day and <laughs> okay, listen. drove up. All right. Listen, we, just, we don't have luck. It sounds just, like he was just getting to the part, though. He just drove, He's not getting to the part. There's no part. He drove up and then her boyfriend answered the door. Oh, dear Lord. And he's like, I'm here for my pearl necklace. <laughs> <laughs> so is she. I'll, uh, I'm sorry about that, folks. <laughs> I guess I'm glad after John's call that all the rest of the calls are ladies. I don't think I have it in me for another dude. <laughs> John ruined the dudes for me. We're talking about you met somebody and then you lost track of them. What did you do to find that person again? You didn't have a uh, an email or a phone number. You had to go to extraordinary lengths. That's the topic here. Rachel, you hang on. We are going to get to you. Julie as well. Let's start with Lorena, though. North Hills, line eight, up next on the Kevin Amin Show. Lorena, thank you for calling and holding on. What's going on? Um, okay, well, I had my cousin contact a private investigator that she knew um, to find my ex-boyfriend. Okay. And um, wait, long to story find short, your, we've wait, been wait, married wait. for 16 to years. To find your ex-boyfriend? 
An ex-boyfriend, yes. So you guys had lost touch, and you had no way to get in touch with them. So you hired... Not only had they lost touch, you had no way to get in touch with them. <laughs> right, so, so you That's hired crazy. A, a private investigator? Well, it was a favor. My cousin knew him. She was friends with him. And so he just looked him up in two minutes. I had his phone number, and I gave him a call. And okay. you've been what with him now? 16 years. 16 years they've been married. Wow. That was money that? well spent. Wow. wow. How, about How about that? Okay, happy wow. ending. Free, so even better. Even better. All right. <laughs> Thank you for the call, Lorraine. Appreciate that. I'd, uh, I'd like that guy's number. Right? Right? Isn't, isn't that interesting? Because the ex-boyfriend, I don't. who knew if the ex-boyfriend was even thinking about Lorena or even wishing they were still together or whatever, but it worked out. All right. Let's go to Rachel. She's in Huntington Beach, line four, up next on the Kevin and Beach Show. Hey, Rachel, our internet friend. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Good. Thank you. Good. Well, you know, you know what we're talking about. It sounds like you went a little stalkerish on somebody. Yes, uh, it was a guy I met in high school at band camp, and I didn't get his number. Um, so I looked through literally hundreds of MySpace profiles to try and find him, like friends of friends, and just like spending my days looking on MySpace. How many days and would you guess? <laughs> it was a couple of days. Okay. Uh, hundreds, though. Second. She went through hundreds <laughs> of yes. profiles looking for this guy. Right. All right. Yes. And? Um, I ended up finding him, and I tried to play it off like, oh, this is so weird. You just kind of popped up, and I found you. That's funny. Um, and I don't think he believed me, but we talked for a while and then he ended up just being a big dick and we didn't talk mm. anymore. Was, did you <laughs> at least, did you at least start off the comment with this one time at band camp? <laughs> no, we heard that a lot. All right. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Sick burn. Sorry. Moated. Moated. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Rachel. Let's try Julie. Line seven, please. Uh, call us out in Riverside. Hey, Julie, what's going on? Hi. Um, hey. So, have a story about links I went to find someone. Okay. Um, met a guy at Starbucks, and we ran into each, into each other occasionally. Um, only knew his first name and a couple of jobs that he had had and where he currently works. So over the course of three months, I found was able to find him on LinkedIn. Um, I found his last name, and then I sent emails to all of the variations of, like, corporate email addresses for the company that he had currently worked for. Wow. Um, and one of them went through, and about five minutes later, he replied, and um, he was married at the time. No longer married, but we're still together four years later. So, how about wow. that? <laughs> wow. How about that? Impressive. That has to be, for the most part, unless, you know, we cross over into stalker territory, that has to be very flattering when you find out what somebody went through to try to track you down. Yeah, I would think uh, so. Yeah, I think he was pretty flattered. And, uh, yeah, it took a while to convince him that it was okay to go to lunch. And they're not. Oh. Yeah, it was kind of. <laughs> okay. Now we're going straight south. Right. Sorry. Now it's getting weird. All right. Now we're going right into soccer land. Stop it. Julie, uh, Julie thank you for the call. Allie, it sounds like that's what your next move should be is to get a little closer to soccer land. No problem. <laughs> Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Hey, just ahead of Allie's uh, last look at what's happening here on the show, I want to read this email from a listener named Colleen. You know, we had our uh, author uh, friend Brad Meltzer on earlier today. Yep, he's the best. He's got, he's got this wonderful series of book books about uh, about people that your son or daughter can look up to true heroes in the world. And his new one is just out this week called I Am Neil Armstrong. And that's what we were on talking about. 
So she sent a letter to Brad and also to us. Brad, I am moved to tears listening to you on K-Rock this morning. I'm not exaggerating. We have every I Am book in the series, and we received I Am Neil Armstrong yesterday since we had pre-ordered it. We read it last night, and as I loaded my two boys into the car this morning to head off to school, you were on the air with Kevin and Bean. My boys are in desperate need of smart, capable men who stay calm, who are smart, and use the word we. You can imagine I don't ever get a quiet car ride with an 8-year-old and a 5-year-old, but they listen to your every word on the radio. That doesn't, thank you, doesn't even come close to how we feel about your books. And as the mom who spearheaded a library makeover for her school, I bought your books and introduced them to our students. We only have four, but they line up until a new one arrives. They're always checked out, and they always ask for the new ones. You're making a difference in giving these kids something to think about other than Instagram and Facebook. That's awesome. Wow. How about that? That's really awesome. So Brad's book really making a difference in that family and in that community's life. Thank you, Colleen. And for she is as well us. by taking it to school. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's very cool. And uh, we can't recommend that series more highly. If you've got little ones in your life, they will definitely benefit from them. So check it out. Brad Meltzer is the author's name. All right. Allie's here with our final look. Take it home. I mean, but Colleen, you're listening to Kevin and Bean with your kids in the car. <laughs> I feel like we're glossing over that. That's a bad choice from the beginning. You got lucky this time. This time, right. yes. But how how nice is that? That's a quiet sweet. car ride because they're so enamored with Paul Meltzer. With, an, we with all an author, yeah. Yes. It's crazy. We live in crazy times. I mean, they could have turned on it. We could have been doing some sort of vagina topic, you know? I mean, there's no way to tell. So. Well, if they're listening right now, they might want to turn this down. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember when Jane Fonda was promoting her movie Book Club, it came out in an interview that she loves porn. Just right. loves it. And she said, you know, I'm 80, even though I've essentially closed up shop down there, <laughs> still into porn. That's what she said. And I That's- was like... That's interesting because she seems very uh, healthy and and vital. And yes, she looks like she's in great shape, very pretty lady. I'm surprised she's close enough. Take it easy, dude. I think she was probably just saying that. I'm sure if you know the right person came along, okay, candy shop reopens for a bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Understood. Um, but I thought when I had heard that she's 80, talking about porn and sex, and it's not something you really ever heard about way back when. Like, you never thought of anybody over the age, at least for me, you know, your grandparents' age, they're not having sex. It's disgusting. They stopped that a long time ago. She got the package, intelligence, sense of humor, and vagina! All right. So hopefully they're not listening. (laughs) Um, Well, enter Paul McCartney, who did an interview with GQ magazine. And I have to hand it to the author. He did say at the beginning, I want to get some stories from Paul that we haven't heard. We feel like we've heard every Beatles story before rehashed so many times. So he was kind of trying to find something different. And I feel like he, he got more than he bargained for. Because Paul McCartney detailed some interesting sex stories from his days with the Beatles, Hmm. including a group masturbation session with John Lennon. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, Here's here's the quote. What? What it was was over at John's house, and it was just a group of us. And instead of just getting roaring drunk and partying, we're all just there in these chairs. The lights were out, and somebody started masturbating. (laughs) So we all did. (laughs) They go on, he goes on to say, you know, just they would yell out different women's names and, quote, then everyone would thrash a bit more. What um, the? And I thought, this is this is something that a 76-year-old man is talking about. Times you have try masturbating. It's very relaxing and it's not fattening. 
times have really changed that this is just something people are, are just talking about. How did we also not find out that kind right. of fact about the Beatles? And well, how, how long has it been? 50 years? 60 years? Well, John's not talking, so... I, I'm aware yeah, of that. it sounds like this was like 55 years ago or something. Right. So wait, how so did it you, not come out? So when you say when they're helping each other out, so somebody would yell mm. out, yeah. Bridget Bardot. Exactly and the name was, that they yelled was, out. Oh, really? We okay. were just, Bridget Bardot, woo! And then everyone would thrash a bit more <laughs> is the exact quote. That's a weird party that, right there. That's right? Uh, that is something. Who all was involved besides Paul and John, or was it just the two of them? It, he said it was a group of people. So okay. we just know of, of him and, and John. But all right. I mean, okay. Did we need that? I don't Factoid. know okay. um, if we did. Too much information, man. Okay, sorry about that. It's sorry. tremendously big and tremendously wet. <laughs> oh, we didn't need it. He's <laughs> been waiting for a spot to play that. And that was pretty oh, well done. Okay. All right. Yep. Um, so, director Paul Feig has been doing um, press for his movie, A Simple Favor, by the way, which looks amazing with Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. Henry Golding looks fantastic. I'm sorry I watched it, but... I fell asleep. Again, you didn't because it's not even out yet, so you haven't seen it. But he shared some sad news for fans of the movie Bridesmaid. Bridesmaids. A long-rumored sequel is probably not going to happen. Such a bummer. Yeah, he told Variety, I don't know if there will be one, honestly. The movie works so well because it was about a woman having a crisis in her life and fixing it. So you don't want her to have another crisis. Well, have a different woman. No, instead of Kristen Wiig. Yeah, good point. You get out of my well, life. Okay. You get in the ground. <laughs> All right. I think you asked him to get in. Can't Kristen Wiig now go to somebody else's <laughs> wedding though? Who's having a crisis? Well, it was Kristen Wiig having the crisis, and then it was Maya Rudolph who was getting married. Okay, I'm just saying, just rotate. Pick somebody else. That's You all. can't just pick somebody else other than Kristen Wiig. Then have Kristen Wiig be the be the bride this time, and have the crises be on the bridesmaids. You see what I'm saying? There's a way to reconfigure these same people and make a movie if you want to. Listen, all I know is the scene where they are trying on... Wedding gowns and bridesmaids' gowns, and they are all hit with food poisoning at the same time. You cannot replicate a scene as strong. Nor should you. And relatable as that. She pooped in the middle of the street. Yeah. <laughs> I might watch it today just for that scene. The fear. The fear. It's real. It is real, you guys. Um, I don't, I don't know what to do with this news, but people were freaking out yesterday. Remember the whole, well, that jingle, $5 footlong sure. from Subway? Very catchy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the famous $5 footlong deal, instant fan favorite, introduced in 2008, okay. may no longer be available at all locations nationwide. The CEO of Subway is allowing franchisees to determine whether they're going to continue it or not. So he said, basically, it's not economically viable in 2018, depending on where you live. Right. So, like, let's say in uh, Los Angeles, there's a very different cost of business than at an Arkansas subway. So it makes sense. 
Yeah, I've been reading about this for a long time. The Subway uh, franchise owners are, have been required. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, this is this has been bubbling. I mean, this has been coming for How a while. How long have you been <laughs> reading about this? It has been. This has been on the. Uh, this has been talked about for a year. But my point is that the Subway <laughs> franchisees ha- had to offer the five dollar mm-hmm. Subway, and some of them are like, "Look, every time somebody comes in and buys one, I lose money on it. Right? And yeah. it's not fair. So I guess they got to the point where there were enough of them complaining about it that they just they had to make this. They'll just bump it. They'll just make it a six dollar sub, right? Well, they tried that in 2016. And people lost their minds. It doesn't work in the song. No. Six dollar food. <laughs> it sucks. So it it went back to the original five dollar price in January of this year. So, I mean, they're not giving it much of a run, no. right? Hmm. Is that accurate with the full year of information that you have been? <laughs> yes, that sounds about right. Okay. And I'm very disturbed at how this is going to play out. <laughs> Who's going to win in this case? I just feel if you're so used to getting a $5 footlong, then you go into a store in L.A. and they're like, that'll be $7. You're like, no, it's $5. It's in the goddamn song. I mean, if it's in the song. That's right? what I'm saying. That's right. what I'm saying. Okay. That's science. Listen. Remember how mad everyone got uh, at Nike? Yeah. Because of Colin Kaepernick? Mm-hmm. Anyone burning their subways because of Jared? <laughs> or everyone was just Don't like, oh, so. he diddles kids. Whatever. I'd like some extra lettuce. That's a great point. Thank you. If you're going to burn the libtards, then you should be throwing away all the food you buy. Yeah, suck it, libtards. Radiant Durf. <laughs> Some birthdays for you. Jennifer Hudson, Emmy Rossum, Ruben I'm sorry, Stutter. Who's that first one? Oh, my bad. Jennifer Hudson. Jay Hutz! Jay Hutz! Can I sing a song for you, Jay Hutz? Jay Hutz! Jay Hutz! Jay Hutz! Good work, Bugs. Some of his best, right? Yeah. Yao Ming, Neil Peart, and Ben McKenzie, and that's what's happening. Thanks, Ali. The SoCal Helpful Honda dealers are handing out random acts of helpfulness. We all win with a commercial-free drive home today at 5 p.m. here on K-Rock. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show. We have uh, Dr. Drew, like we do on Thursdays. We have R.J. Bell, talking about how to make money on the NFL. And get up on this with Jensen Carp, as well as animal stories and your passes for Disneyland and the Ohana Fest. Nice. All tomorrow morning. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.